Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It's me, Jasmine. And it's me, Amir. Jasmine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that didn't work. You know what? (laughs) You know what? (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Hey y'all, it is America. Welcome back to another episode. Glad to see y'all. Glad to be here. Yes. And it's Jasmine Ty. We made it, guys. Another episode. And I'd like to just shout out us for not being perfect. We learned from that perfectionism, didn't we, ladies? We sure did. did. And did (laughs) and do. Okay. (laughs) How have we been this week? Oh, it's been a week. Has it? What's going on? Well, let me tell you, my challenge is that these motherfuckers ain't stopping me. (laughs) That's your challenge or your highlight? Come on. And what do I mean by that? I mean that I am a disruptor. And I think that my new job that I'm at is not used to, one, a young Black woman knowing what the fuck she's talking about, backing up okay. what the fuck she's talking about, um, and calling them out and holding them accountable. Um, and so that has been a challenge because for me, it's like, you're not about to say anything crazy to me. I'm not about to work for free. I am a licensed therapist. And so Put some respect on my shit. Period. Mm. Period. Point blank. So that. Real and you know the pandemic has made it for me so that I feel comfortable just like showing up as myself. Mm-hmm. Period. Hey, like that a uh, video of uh, Tiffany Pollard walking into the reunion. Everybody's mad. <laughs> I said, period. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> make I have arrived. Right. So that. And then also I was telling Jasmine earlier, it's 101 right now where I live. Um, and it had the nerve to cause a power outage at 1230 last night. Oh, I know. And so no. I could not sleep. All the fans just stopped. My baby air conditioner just stopped. It's hot as fuck. It's like 80 something degrees at night. Ooh. I couldn't sleep. So I wasn't given well rested at all. Mm. So yeah, challenges, like I said. Mm-hmm. But my highlight is that on Tuesday, I had a super awesome training, like the best. It was a wellness training specifically for the staff members in my program. And my program is called the Black Student Achievement Program. Mm. And so these are all individuals that are working specifically to improve our Black kids' trajectory. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to do some yoga, do some meditation, get like some really good um, speech encouragement. Um, We learned from you know one of the people from Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and the work that they were doing to get this program going. 
Um, and so I just left feeling so empowered. Um, and so that was great. Good. Nice. That's good. How are you navigating your challenge at work? Um, talking to my therapist <laughs> mm-hmm. on the weekly. And also, you know, as therapists, we are very observant. Mm-hmm. And so I was mm-hmm. observing and I noticed all these different trends. They are used to people overworking themselves mm-hmm. without getting paid extra. It's not going to happen here. Period. It's a firm no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know my worth every time. Mm-hmm. And so just knowing that what I have to say matters, that mm-hmm. I can back myself up. And these motherfuckers ain't stopping me. Mm-hmm. I like that. I admire that because so many of us minimize ourselves, yep. uh, especially in new work environments, right? You want to be appeasing to everyone because you're mm-hmm. the new kid. Uh, right. So yeah, shout out to you for making that space and sticking to your boundaries. Absolutely. Yes. And I talked to the other person who's the school-wide um, psychiatric social worker and she's like we need to keep this up we need to keep having each other's backs because they need to know we're not playing and I was like period (laughs) (laughs) so shout out to her and it's not only difficult with the fact that it's a new job but you're also a black woman and knowing the potential biases that your employer may have even if you were hired for this black program that specifically assists black students right I think should mm-hmm. be there exactly okay get mm-hmm. into it and so you being a black woman supporting those students in that way there's also all of these other expectations about how you're supposed to show up you should be mm-hmm. grateful to be there um no, you the i'm the, the black kids you're a right. social worker right social workers are known for overworking and working for free so it's like it's other other things and black women right. when we work in corporate spaces we tend to overextend ourselves because we want to prove a point so right. the fact that you're pushing it back against all of that. Thank y'all. Because, you know, I was feeling a little awkward about it. I'm like, Shh, why? Uh, like, I don't want people to get mad at me. But I'm like, fuck that. Because this is my life. And if right. I let them have an inch, they're going to go a mile. And yeah. so I need to come in with my boundaries intact. Exactly. So that they know I'm not the fucking one. Right. Mm. Try mm-hmm. again. Period. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love to see it. I feel you on that. What about you, America? How your week been? Good week. It was really good. Um, I would say the only challenge that I had this week was really just around my own boundaries, which is continues to be somewhat of a struggle, especially when um like when you work for yourself, I feel like it's even harder to maintain boundaries. Um, and so mm-hmm. maintaining them with clients, especially them time boundaries, because baby, I'm not about to be sitting here all day in this seat all day. Like I'm, I'm not about to do that. Um, but I have been doing that gas sometimes. And so making sure that I'm sticking to the time boundaries that I set for myself. So yeah, if this I is the time that. I say, I'm not like, that's my last appointment of the day, baby girl, that's your last appointment of the day. Like it's blocked out for a reason. And the thing about the schedule that I use, it'll literally be like, scheduling this appointment is outside of your practice hours. Do you want to continue? 
And I'd be oh, like, yeah. That too. Yeah, I sure do. No, I don't. So <laughs> making sure that I continue to do that. And I always have a hard time with that, uh, I think, because I see all Black women. So like that makes it hard. And then I'll be out next week. And so I have this like, oh, I got to make sure I see I as many as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there'll be this week off. But I saw this, um, was it a TikTok or a tweet? They're all the same thing at this point. Um, but it was really talking about the Pretty difference much. between, right, between having empathy um, and like having a savior <laughs> complex. And so mm, a part of this is understanding that I can be empathetic and like want to support the people that I have, show up for them, but it is not my job, nor am I in control of their healing at all. And so you're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I know they'll be fine. They was living 30 plus years without me. So they'll be fine. Right. But for me, like, it'll be okay if you aren't available after six and it'll be okay that you're not going to be available next week. So the out of office is on. Shout out to me. I deleted Google voice from my phone. Awesome. After I got a text message last night. I, del- I deleted Google <laughs> from my phone. And y'all got it. I will see y'all on the 12th, 13th, the 13th. So, but yeah, so that was my challenge. And I think my highlight was the fact that I recognized that it was happening when it was happening. And then I was like, okay, let me create a plan around this. Right. Like, I'm not going to beat on, myself friend. up. Right. Like, I'm not going to beat oh, myself yeah. up because I'm sitting here and it's seven o'clock. And I was supposed to be done at four. I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but okay, I'm acknowledge what's happening in this moment. And then, all right, let me make these adjustments. So, Yeah. And the way to show yourself that grace too, because you could be like, mm-hmm. bitch, we said we wasn't working yeah. at four. And mm-hmm. it's like, how is that helping you to feel right. better? Right. It don't. Mm-hmm. Even though we think that it's helpful. We should talk about that in the episode, actually. Right, we should, because (laughs) I feel like people's internal voices being their parent or whatever Mm -hmm. when they're young, Mm -hmm. cussing them out and shit like that, they think that's how it have to be. Right, and it don't. Yeah. It don't. Mm -mm. That was actually going to be my question, because I know we've talked about that inner voice that you've had and how you... America have, you know, you've recognized that you don't talk to yourself nice. So when you recognize this, this past week, what did that internal voice do? Or did she have to combat her? Tell her to sit her ass down. Oh, I always have to tell her to sit her ass down and shut the fuck up. That's an ongoing thing. And I'm okay with that. Right. Because I understand what her purpose is. Like once upon a time, I really just thought that was me, but now I'm at a point where I recognize that this internal voice is not my voice, but also she is there to protect me from certain things. And so this is my reminder of, okay, girl, I know you're giving me hell right now because you don't want me to feel overwhelmed or to feel this burnout. And so like you in my head right now, but also we don't have to do that. We can also be loving and compassionate and still change the direction of where this is going. So it was still shut the fuck up and sit down, but thank you, girl, I hear you. And I'm gonna be nice because there's no reason for me to be mean to myself. Period. It's the growth for me. It is. I love to see it. Thank you, girl. We over here trying, child. We working. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, my highlight of the week is starting 
a new career. And uh, I'm officially a seventh grade social studies teacher. Uh, I meet my kids coming back after this holiday. Uh, I have a couple more days of shadow teaching. Um, And I was excited, nervous. I know the three of us have talked about how badly I wanted to flip the desk at my old job. (laughs) Um, And I didn't flip it, but I did drop, not drop the mic, but I kind of punted it and then like moonwalked out that motherfucker. Um, Yeah, miss me with the bullshit, with the drama. Miss me with um, shit. Yeah. Then I got to the school the next morning and I can honestly say leaving campus Friday, uh, it's a blessing to feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. We love to see it. Yeah. And so um, it's been, you know, my whole thing has always been uh, finding my footing, my place. I'm very introspective and self-aware and stuff. And so I feel like um, I can finally just uh, make this fun and creative and I'm compensated well. Uh, shout out to the teacher shortage. And um, yeah, I have full benefits starting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're in this. We're going to teach the children and walk them through nature. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Remember this moment when shit get hard. Please no, straight up. But remember this moment because you said a lot right there around you stepping into your purpose and how good it feels. And sometimes we step into our purpose and the shit still gets rough and we're like, ah, but like know that if it does get hard, there's both room to accept and acknowledge that it's hard, but also this is something that you've prayed for. This is something you were really looking forward to. And so just reminding yourself of that throughout this, like that's your anchoring. Like, yeah, this is hard and this is what I really wanted to do. But if you right. get into it and change your mind, you can change your mind too. I ain't saying that, but and right. through those hardships, make sure that you anchor in yourself because that's beautiful. Many people don't get to step into their purpose. Right. Thank you. I think since my cousin passed, what, what, what? I see you no, over there, Jasmine. I bet you, bet you guys favorite. So <laughs> you walk in. <laughs> He's that, what's the, what's the voiceover on the reels? He took an extra minute making me. Less than me, <laughs> but uh, but no, like since my my younger cousin passed, um, really just evaluating I mean, again, death always switches perception on you, right? It puts things into perspective, and so um, I think really realizing that we're we're on as cliche as it sounds, we're on that short amount of time. So my prayers recently have really been. Uh, let me just touch every soul that I was intended to touch. I know. That's and, so and then I was put in this position. So yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I started school myself the same week. So uh, juggling new career, finishing out this last year of grad school. Um, it's going to be a ride, but I'm excited. You know, how are you finding that balance? Mm, for me, it's been about recognizing my avoidant behavior. Ooh. And so, and recognizing the difference of I'm grieving, I'm being avoidant, um, and then how that manifests itself. So I'm the type of person that in my um, depression spells or anxiety spells, um, I don't 
clean up behind myself so then I, my place gets cluttered. Um, I, there's a specific video game I play that can be time consuming. Uh, I'm going to just say it. I play The Sims. Okay. Yes, they still make The Sims. Girl, we knew you played The Sims. <laughs> we can tell when you say this is a specific <laughs> video game. Everybody <laughs> on here that's listening, stop and say, oh, she's talking about The Sims. But it's, and it's so time consuming because, you know, it's just, what is really the objective that we're doing here? Um, so getting, life. it is a control thing, which we can also talk about that as well, right? Having control over a situation when you feel like you're out of control, mm-hmm. that's something that I've recognized in that behavior as well. Um, so recognizing that self, that in myself, um, and realizing, okay, is this grief? Is this anxiety? Uh, what am I doing? You know, and being solution oriented of like, okay, set a timer for 30 minutes for an hour and see what either I can accomplish or where I'm at in that time. Am I still sitting on the couch or is something different around, around me, you know, in the room? Is that pile of clothes in the washing machine, finally, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just, uh, I know a couple of weeks ago I talked about, I was finding myself gravitating towards things that feel healthier and natural to me. So I think this is another natural step of that. Uh, and all of it, I'm just going to wrap it up into like womanhood, right? Mm-hmm. Grown, grown, as you said to me when I turned 30. Right. <laughs> grown, grown, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned something and we don't have to talk about this, but this was a question that the presenter told us um, is just like pretty life-changing. And so I want us all to kind of meditate the, on this this week and y'all too, everyone listening. What are your fears, worries, doubts, and concerns about reaching your goals. I so. Uh, <laughs> That's deep. And so let's just meditate on that, you know, because a lot of avoidance can be from that fear of reaching your goals. What does it mean mm-hmm. to reach your goals? Right. A cute little check-in question for everyone. I like that. That's a good one too, because so often people think the avoidance is the fear of failure. But like when you really sit with that more, it's not the fear of failure, it's the fear of success. And most of, many of us, not most, many of us don't know what success looks like for other people. So we damn sure don't know what it looks like for ourselves. So that's scary. But we do know what right now looks like. We know what it feels like. So we linger in it as long as we can. That's a long stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that. For me, I see success in my parents, right? My dad, for example, is very successful. Uh, but the path that he took to get there and the path that's for me don't look anything alike. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so that's something, yeah, I, I would honestly say that, yes, it's my fear of, and this just being self-aware, right? Doing that work. It's my fear of success and ultimately of being vulnerable on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. It's different to be vulnerable in your intimate circles 
but to really step into your own, step into your power, be who you are, that is a vulnerability that I admire in so many people. I have friends that are in the LGBTQ plus community. I feel like I gravitate towards them because they had to face so much adversity just to be themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's something that I've, I've recognized recently <laughs> and done the work on. Yes. And you know, we about that work. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, so y'all know, I love to put people onto new things that I am watching, listening to, working out to reading, even though I don't be like finishing the books. <laughs> <laughs> That's my challenge, y'all. I can't finish a book at all. I'll get like, I'll get into that shit for a couple days. And then I'm like, uh, anyway, ciao. <laughs> uh, anyway. But y'all know I love to put people on to new things. So I just want to talk for a quick second about Beyonce's. I'm just kidding. I was going to say, girl, please don't. Because I still. Well, not three weeks in a row. It finally let me go. At this point, it's five in a row. And baby. Immediately, no. Immediately, no. (laughs) Shout out to the Um, the Beehive because y'all are not about to come for us. So, or come for me because I'm the only right. one has them. Shout out to you, girl. I was um, looking for my vinyl in the mail. Like, where's she at? Right. Sidebar. Looking. <laughs> um. So JID came out with an album, um, and it's very good. And he has some like songs that really speak to my spirit. Um. My favorite one so far, Just In Time, featuring Lil Wayne, um, because he said, I got time today, bitch. I got the time. And I feel that on a spiritual level. Because <laughs> I'm Amen. the time. So yeah, check out J.I.D.'s album. It's called The Forever Story. Y'all got some new to put the people on? Um, (laughs) yeah no I mean other than the fact that renaissance has finally let me go of the grip I've been able to cycle it into my other playlist and listen to other music right finally (laughs) it took a minute yeah oh I'm a big vinyl collector and not big but you know it's something that I have and I want to give to my kids one day um so for my birthday I ordered Emancipation of Mimi that finally oh, came in. And Mimi. Finally. That's a good yes. one. Yes. That is a good I need one. To get that. I need yes. To um, and then I've been Tower Records, which is in LA, I believe. So you probably can yeah. go in person. To yeah. The store. Right. Um, and then I've had an alert on Songs in the Key of Life, Stevie Wonder, and it finally was back in stock and I ordered it this week. So I'm kicked about that. That's my new new. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those like, you know, wake up, put a robe on, put on a vinyl, light a joint, and I clean your apartment type you. women. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> you really do. We do. What is my new new? 
Okay, so this is new for me, but probably not new for other people, but y'all will be all right. So <laughs> my new new has been wearing cute gym stuff. Not all the time. You're talking to the the athleisure queen. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a hoodie girl. Like, that's my thing. I've been a hoodie girl for a while. That's how I feel the most comfortable. I'm not in the gym. I don't do nothing for the male gaze. I do it for the bitches, right? Like, I'm not there. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm focused, like, period. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I didn't go to the gym um, through the first part of the pandemic because scared. Um, right. And then when I came back, I was like, the gym culture has shifted. Like girls was everyone. wearing the baggy stuff before, and now oh no, we got on the during full the, ass out. Pandemic, baby, where is our full ass shit. out matching sets? Yeah, I ha- I'm in one right now. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> like an old bitch. Like I was like, what's happening? I need to get into something? Yeah, yeah clearly. So <laughs> um. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw you with your gym shark. <laughs> yeah, baby loves gym shark now. Um, that has been cute. Um, so yeah, the whole little matching active sets and yeah. uh, it girl aesthetic, which I really hate with my whole spirit. But here we are. Um, right. Is it comes <laughs> to the gym? So that's been interesting. I still mm-hmm. prefer a hoodie over any and everything. Period. I'm it's- lifting heavyweight. Like I'm not trying. Oh, like I'm, that's right, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not trying to. I gotta adjust my shorts and pull them down. And, right. You know, maybe I ain't got time. For but that. that's why you just get awfully. It's expensive, but you just do it. Okay, so I need to change something else. Okay, so I added to the list of shit. But um, I'll but it's been it interesting. You. Yeah, go ahead and drop that link. Yeah, I will. I gotcha. So yeah, it's been good. An interesting change. Yes. And feel yeah. good, look good, right? Yeah. Interestingly enough, I still feel better in a hoodie. Do you feel most comfortable in a hoodie? Yeah, I feel more comfortable in a hoodie. Yeah. Okay. So it is what it is, but it's been nice to like venture out and try other things so I can, Mm -hmm. you know, just keep exploring. But it's been nice. Like, oh, I look cute. Okay. Right. Because you deserve it. Yeah. 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 So, So, yeah, that's my name. Yeah, you was like, okay, I should probably let go of just working out in sweats. Right. And maybe mm-hmm. be open to some other things. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes with our topic of letting go. Because sometimes it's a transition. you got to let that shit go. It's the transition for me. <laughs> it really is. Sometimes I do be in my bag. Sometimes. Immediately, yes. Mm-hmm. Those Telfars are imported. The Birkins are in storage. Ooh. Oh, oh, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I did just get a new Telfar this week. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, letting go. That's a very like broad topic because there's lots of different scenarios in life where you gotta learn how to let go. Right, you have to decide when you've had enough. Like, all right, this is like Karuche, which is with Chris Brown. She didn't left for Rihanna. Like she didn't know that they broke up. 
and he was like in a whole new relationship on Instagram, right? Took him back. But then when he had the baby, she said, I got to let that shit go. Mm. Mm-hmm. For some people, yeah. there is a long journey mm-hmm. that it takes for them to be like, all right, now I need to let go. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own journey, right? Mm-hmm situationships lasting longer than they need to staying at jobs longer than you need to Mm -hmm. staying in friendships longer than you need to Mm -hmm. what do you think causes people to stay in predicaments that don't serve them anymore because it's lack of boundaries oh that too you said lack of boundaries and you said what America? Cause it's comfortable. Like a lot of us, cause I think we've all probably been guilty of staying places or with people longer than we should. Immediately, yes. And a lot of that is just the comfort, right? Like there's comfort in the chaos. Like, you know, you need to let go of this thing or this person, you know, that it's not healthy for you, but you also know what to expect. Versus when you go out in the world, you're like, oh shit, there's new people, it's new things, there's new experiences. I don't know what that means or what that looks like. So I'm going to stay here because it's comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. But then also, I think a part of that too is people are hopeful. Like our ego forces us to believe that like things are going to change, people are going to change because we attach our value to whether or not the things change. So, okay. Can we sit right there real quick? Can we, we can. sit right there real quick? It's always a word. Can you unpack that a little more? I can. So we believe, you know, there's this whole uh, conversation often that a man changes for the right woman. A man Ooh. is a good man if a woman is a good woman. And like, there's it's something. cute, right? But like, there's a lot of nuances there. Like people's behavior don't change unless they want to change their behavior. Their behavior right. often has little to absolutely nothing to do to with do another with person. Nothing at yes. all. Right. But our ego says, well, it, eventually it'll change because like I'm loving him. We'll talk about relationships. So like I'm loving him and I'm showing or them, I'm loving him, them, her, and I'm doing this and I'm always showing up and I, I'm just going to love them until I'm they love it back right, or until right. they want to change. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's no amount of love to him. Right. There's no amount of love or self-sacrifice or loyalty that's going to make somebody change. But we are conditioned to believe that we can make people change. So we sit there and we're hopeful. Like we, okay, it's going to change. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to do a little bit more of this. Mm -hmm. It'll get better. It'll get better. And then there's also that if it don't, we think, okay, well, I did something wrong. I did something wrong. Why are we taking ownership of someone else's? behavior and decisions wow it's a wild place to be yeah it's a wild place to be and then you gotta go back to people and say like oh this didn't work out oh okay and when you admit that something didn't work out then it's like an ego blow so i'm gonna stay in this and i'm gonna ride this to the wheels fall off because god forbid he leave and then he act right for the next one oh shut the fuck up america yeah i done been there child. so here we are been there, <laughs> been there. Uh, yeah yeah 
because why do we give a fuck so much that it's like oh we got to make this work because i can't let him go out into the streets and then oh find the right bitch and want to marry her right or do to her all the things i taught him how to do come on now so i'm gonna keep auditioning for that top spot right i'm gonna hold on with the damn death grip and I'm gonna give him mm. what, uh got 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 three thousand, <laughs> and I'm gonna give him the gripper, and I'm gonna do all of these things, right? Right. And he's still cheating, and so. he's still gonna do what the fuck he wants. So it has nothing because to his do with behavior has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Right. Nothing. And so people are like, no, like I'm gonna fuck him better than anybody mm-hmm. else. Can- Looking stupid. Tired and sore for no reason. <laughs> Tired, sore, and not satisfied. Can't do it. How, no about that? how about that? Because he don't give hmm. a fuck about don't how you a do. Fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo, you where the rose at? You ha- not where the rose at. Ah! You hate to see it. <laughs> you know, you love to see it. Because... Well, you love to see that, but you hate to see the fact that they don't be giving a fuck. So, right, right. That's right. right. Here we are. Right. hate that. <laughs> hate to see it. <laughs> hate to see it. <laughs> yeah. But yes, America, I want to just punch you in the face because yes, you fucking nailed it. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Because we do attach our worth to the outcome of mm-hmm. situations. Yep. Mm-hmm. If this relationship fails, it's because of me. Yep. Are you the only one in the relationship? Come on. Now. Mm. I'm confused. On How one per okay. I'm trying to make it make sense. The math ain't nothing. It never will. It won't. It, never yeah. it won't. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Jasmine, how do you mm. know when it's time to let go of a relationship or a situationship? When you realize that you have more fun, less stress, and mm. most likely actual orgasms by yourself Ooh. versus when you're with that person. Right now, I grew up my my mom's only child, so I was only child for 14 years. And around that time, you know, you start liking boys, you know, by the time my brothers Mm -hmm. came along. And one of the things my mom drilled in two of the things she drilled into me love and sex don't have anything to do with each other, not a damn thing. Come on, mama. And right, and if you. you have more fun by yourself, if you're content, you're not crying, you're not angry by yourself right if you're just simply at peace why spend your time with someone who disrupts that and brings anything less than that to you Mm -hmm. not to say that I listened to that advice you know what I mean I had to (laughs) instead of like (laughs) instead of just listening to the advice and being cool I had to gain (laughs) right I had to gain my own wisdom at it you know life experience um, but to come out, you know, as a grown woman now and be like, yeah, uh, 100, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, as someone who was involved with someone for a very fucking long time and never was it like official, 
Um, I would have to say like, and then when I see that in my friends, I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's never going to change. He's literally, he's going to continue to do this shit. Mm -hmm. So please just for God's sake, cut that shit off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But see, when you are in a place where you are looking for love, right? And you think that you find love but you don't even love yourself Come on now. Mm. you are accepting of whatever you are given mm-hmm. and it is better to have a crumb of love than it is to, to be single given to it yeah mm-hmm. i'm here to let you know that that shit is false <laughs> because like jasmine said this shouldn't be causing you stress, fucking up your day, controlling you, cutting you off from your friends. Like that should not be the relationship. And if so, it's unhealthy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Cut it off. Yes, feelings are there, right? Oh, he treats me nice sometimes. <laughs> It's the sometimes for me. It's the sometimes. (laughs) It'd be (laughs) like that too. Well, right. And you can easily find someone who'll treat you nice all the times. Mm -hmm. Why are you settling for this sometimes? Walking on eggshells, unable to be yourself because you don't know what version of them you're going to get. Why? And you was going to say something. Let me know. Tell me. Everything looks like a buffet when you're starving. Oh, America, ma'am. Can we find not it? even thirsty? You're <laughs> starving. Everything looks like Nervous a buffet when substance. you're starving. Everything, Ooh. everything. Fuck. So if you wow. out here, somebody just swerved in their car listening to that, right? And it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, and I would. But no, but really, like, if you are not used to getting, or it's been a while since you've had some sort of emotional attachment or any sort of intimacy, and then you find finally, but been there, so you finally get it, then it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna take what I can get because it, it's better than nothing, right? So like, you eating up the crumbs, but then after it settles, you're still starving, right? So like then you waiting for more and you'll take whatever they whatever crumbs they drop back off because right in that moment you've convinced yourself that it's fulfilling. Right. Even when it's not. Because mm. it's not. And if you sat back and actually looked at the dynamic of mm-hmm. it, then you will realize that it's not. Yeah. Right. It never is. More chances are not, your gut is already telling you that it's not, but your oh. ego isn't letting you let yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because we've what? Attached our worth to that shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every single time. I can talk about jobs <laughs> because mm-hmm. a bitch like me will leave a job real quick. Period. <laughs> me too. Yeah. So... The thing about like our perf- profession is that we are always going to be in demand. Only do it. 
Shout out to God because we are really God's favorite. We are. We are. And we do his work. We do his work. Good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do his work. Because we are helping people change their lives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was the Baptist side for you. Ooh, right. Not the Baptist side. And so for me, I have been in jobs that one, I did love the the agency, mm. but I was in wraparound and I hated that with every fiber of my being because People were not pulling their weight and, oh, call Jasmine, the therapist, call the therapist. It's not clinical. How about you go up there? Because this is a what team? (laughs) And so I said, okay, I don't want this program to ruin my passion for therapy. So I left Mm -hmm. and went to a raggedy fucking place. (laughs) Come on, raggedy. But you know, I was at ACSW, so I'm trying to get my hours. So I knew that it was never going to be like an amazing place. Like I did have that amazing place, but they wouldn't work with me in terms of me only having community clients. Mm. They're like, how about half rap, half kit? How about no? I don't want to do that. (laughs) Mm hmm. And so me, again, having that agency over my life, I'm like, uh, if you can't meet me with what I'm saying I need, Mm -hmm. then I can't be there. And so then I went to the raggedy place and it was raggedy. And I knew I, as a very observant person, watched the whole shit. I said, oh, this is a very raggedy place from the top to the bottom. And so Mm -hmm. what I need to do is just, do what I need to do because they bar is in hell. I can literally meet my, all my clients and really just like blow them out of the water, but that's just me sliding by mm-hmm. so I can get my hours and get the fuck out. And guess what I did? Got my hours and got the fuck out. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. They, um, they, I left them because they wanted me to increase my insurance. And this is during COVID to match whatever and that would have increased my insurance bill to like $500 a month and they didn't give me no extra money so I'm confused as to where they think that's going to come from um and so they're like well we need you to increase to these limits I'm like I'm not doing that and we're working from home so please make it make sense and so then I'm like well I'm just gonna leave (laughs) they're like Oh, we want, we really want you to continue working here, but you're not giving me more money. So it's not making sense to me. So I just quit. I didn't have another job scheduled. I just was like, I'm done with this shit. Mm -hmm. I used that time study for my test and passed, got a job very next day. Correct. Nice. Because we are the job. And so remember that don't take no raggedy shit from these jobs Mm -hmm. say your piece respectfully you know do what you have to do make sure you're doing your job now don't just be out here like they can't make no bitch do your job (laughs) (laughs) what it kept saying nobody wants to fucking work (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> do your job. But if so, the, the way I look at jobs is that we spend more time at work than we do in life, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. And so, if I am going to be in this place longer than I am in my home, I need to feel comfortable. One, I need to like it. Two, and it needs to make sense to me. Like, I need to be getting paid well. Three, yeah, period. And so for me, it's like, if any of those needs are not being met, cut that shit off. Let it go. You said something there too, Jasmine, that I think is important. You said if those needs aren't being met and if we're being honest, a lot of people don't even know what their needs are. So like, if you don't know what your needs are, it's going to be hard for you to be in a season of saying, not you up in your face. You're not, you're going to be in a Because you is always reading me my rights. Sorry. <laughs> you know, rights, I'm just saying. It's for the people, right? Because <clears throat> a lot of times people don't know what they need. And so if they don't know what they need, they can't ask for it or advocate for it or even look for it. And can I just pause real quick mm-hmm. and say that a lot of people don't know themselves. Come on now. Because they yeah. don't spend time with themselves. Right. When there is time to be spent with themselves, they mm-hmm. spend it. Oh, let me check my phone. Let me do that. Mm-hmm. All, all of that, besides getting to know yourself. Right. Right. Play. Yeah. <laughs> but they have no idea. So you can be in a situation and you can be like, hmm, something about this don't feel right. Or I notice mm-hmm. when I go to work, I get an upset stomach. Or I notice mm-hmm. when I'm with this person. Oh, I almost said that. Okay, let me rewind. Nope, no, I'm gonna say it. No, I know it's when I'm with that person, I don't get wet, I'm not turned on, Ooh. whatever the case may be. And it's like, well, it's not giving your body is giving you all the signals all that you the need, signals. but you're ignoring them because you think this is what you're supposed to be doing, or you have to do this for the moment. And like working is a little different. Some things we do have to do out of necessity, right? Like, right everybody like eating when they hungry and everybody like having somewhere to lay, lay their head down at night. So I understand the job piece is a little bit more difficult, but when we're talking about relationships, like your body is going to tell you every single time, every but day. you got to spend right. enough time paying attention so that you can know what you need to do. Right. I agree. I just had to leave a job, of course, to go into this new career position. Mm -hmm. And I want to make that distinctively clear, a job versus career, Mm -hmm. something that's going to fulfill you in other ways, you know what I mean? Provide you benefits, um, give you longevity, 401k, like things that you can wrap your life around because you are there more. Mm -hmm. And the new job of, I told them in my interview, I was like, hey, you know, I don't need to give this current position two weeks notice, but <laughs> at least some, something. Oh. And HR with the school sent me my congratulations email with the start date of tomorrow. Like you mm. start in less than 12 hours. And mm. I sat there and to give context, right? I'd only been at this other position already. Only been at this other position of four months total. I hit my 90 days the same week that my cousin passed. And mm-hmm. uh, they then um, moved me from the position that I was hired for to reception, switched the receptionist with me. And it wasn't a demotion because my pay rate didn't change, but they kept me at a training pay rate. 
versus what. Anyway, so that's a demotion. And the way I took it was it's easier to replace a receptionist than it is, you know, what I was doing previously. Mm, Uh, When I got the notice to start the new job the next day, uh, there was a part of me that hesitated. And I drafted an email to basically let them know, uh, unfortunately, tomorrow's not going to work. I'm just needing a couple more days to like let this current employer know. And talk to my parents. Luckily, I have a big blended family. So talk to all three of them. And everybody was like, you don't give up an opportunity that is genuinely better for you mm-hmm. than something that is dead end. Right. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And I woke up the next morning, typed out a three sentence resignation letter, oh, walked into that office 30 minutes late for my shift and slid it slowly across the desk of the COO and was like, yeah, I'll be leaving at lunch today, resigning. And make sure my yeah. check is ready. I don't want to have to come back up here. I went ahead and screenshotted everything in those portals and emailed it to my personal email because <laughs> everyone loves a paper trail. Uh, right. But yeah, just walking into something that is way beneficial and letting go of something that does not serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not utilized for my skills, for uh, what I can bring to a team at this old position. And yet the next day walked into a position where they've been waiting on me to show up. Mm-hmm. They've been waiting on, you know what I mean? Loki, there's a teacher shortage, but <laughs> they've been waiting on me. You know what I mean? But don't diminish so, your shit because they have you. been waiting but, for somebody you know what I mean? like But you. the shortage, the shortage is why I'm here. You know what I mean? So uh, I have a passion for it. Teaching is something that I pursued a while back, which is once I got into grad school, um, decided to focus elsewhere. But yeah, I, I just... I, it's crazy had I not listened to that wisdom from my parents and thought that it was necessary to hold on to something that was no longer serving me. Just to say that I had it just to a lot of older people stayed in jobs that they hated just to say that they had a job. And I do understand it probably was harder to come by jobs. And so you had to at that time, but it's like, now like if you fucking hate it why are you still there people do the same thing with relationships too yeah Mm -hmm. like you hold on just to say you have it you stay in a relationship or a marriage just to say that you got it because we've convinced ourselves that it's hard to find another one it's the same (laughs) concept or maybe they convinced you that you can't do better touche touche and it's a lie every single time and this example for you, Jasmine, with an E is a perfect, it's perfect because you were in a situation that you know wasn't benefiting you or serving you. And yet you were still holding on to it because, okay, I've been here four months. What could this mean? I've made this commitment, X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C. And then you decided to venture out, explore other potential opportunities. You started to release. And so God universe whomever you believe in then took that from you and handed you something else that was what you wanted and I think that's the most important thing about letting go is understanding that you can't receive if your hands aren't open how about that because I think about 
you saying that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you cannot be open to new stuff if your hands are full. It's impossible. Some of us are clenching so hard. And that and that, that could really be holding wants to fly away. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Or it could just be trauma. You know what I mean? Your experiences have you just gripping onto it could be a little bit of of being comfortable you know what I mean and you don't want to shift out of that full potential what's out there that that bigger thing because that's going to lead to being uncomfortable and you finally have found some footing Mm -hmm. Um, but just just open your hands receive it and believe (laughs) that you're worthy of receiving the things that you want because Because you are are. and that's another thing like we'll get in shitty situations and be like oh this sucks and like we'll bitch and moan in the group chats right but then when it comes down to it we won't walk away from it because we have this belief that like oh well this is what i'm supposed to do or i'm supposed to be here so i'll just stick it out you don't have to do shit like if you want something different and different is available to you take it Right. And if that don't work, if one nigga don't work, get enough. <laughs> and if that one don't work, get enough. But like, Damn. drop it, let it go. Be willing to let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Letting go offers us so much freedom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't really know what freedom for ourselves really looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm because mm-hmm. we're okay. so used to being boggled down by shit yeah or having other people make our choices for us and tell us what to do and what not to do so then when you're in a position where you get to choose it's like oh shit well i don't know does this work no it's okay i'll just stay here and hang out for a while because you're not used to having mm-hmm. that economy over right. your life and mm-hmm. this one might fuck people up and i'm sorry but maybe you're not used to seeing healthy relationships. And so mm-hmm. you think that it is mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we think it's normal to, to struggle, especially right. black and brown people. Like our whole existence is rooted in struggle and struggle. Right. right. Like we Overcoming. make a way out of, right. We make a way out of no way. Like that's what we known for. So it's like, we believe that struggle is literally a root of passage. Like I have to struggle in order to make this work. So I got to stay in this shitty relationship or I got to stay at this job I hate. And many of us saw our parents go to jobs that they absolutely hated or jobs didn't treat them well, but they stuck in there. They toughed it out or in relationships where it was the same thing. So we think, okay, well, that's what perseverance and persistence looks like. Like I'm going right. to be here and I'm going to, and I'm going to prove a point. And the only point you've proven is that you, you, you know, your threshold is high. I had a lot of thoughts. I was going to say there. I know um, for <laughs> me, for me, what came up, cause I say this to my teens all the time is that they didn't hit you up because they care about you. They hit you up to see if you were still stupid. And that's exactly what I was going to say. But I ain't want to hit nobody in the face. But literally, you proved that you're stupid. That's literally what you're proving. 
Every time that you respond after someone showed you that they don't give a fuck about you or your feelings or your body, yes. and you're just so thirsty for anything that you just continue to take it back, Laugh it all it's up. not showing that you are loyal. It's not showing that you're a ride or die bitch. <laughs> it's showing that you'll always be there. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they will always hit you up. Exactly. They're going to put you in a back pocket and mm-hmm. sit on you. <laughs> I don't know where I was leaving with that. <laughs> I'm not about but you're going to be in a back pocket. They'll put it. you in a back pocket and reach for you <laughs> when they, when they, when they got a use for you. Right. When Thank they need you. it. Mm-hmm. And mm, say it. Oh, say it. Once back upon back a time, back. once upon a time, a long time ago, I was a no, I'm sorry. Um, I'm admitting it. And I'm in it. Okay. But once upon a time, though, it felt like a compliment when people would reach out that have, like, oh, he trying to spin the blocks. Or, oh, yeah. Right. Of course you want to come back because this it did feel like a compliment. Girl, look who just texted me. Girl, look who in my. Girl, look at this. Girl. Oh, he want to talk again. Girl. And then you let him. Girl. And you're looking like boo-boo because give him a week or two and it's going to go right back to the same shit it was before. going to still be raggedy. Like mm-hmm. ra- yeah. some raggedy motherfuckers just always going to be raggedy. Yeah, always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think letting go is so complex for people mm-hmm. because when we are in this process or in this season of letting go, we are doing multiple things at a time. Right. right. Like we're, we're learning how to show up for ourselves differently. We are mm-hmm. grieving relationships that we had or mm-hmm. wanted to have and expectations and right? expectations that we had. We are challenging the fact that yes, you want to text back and respond, but you know, that's not good for you. Right. You are also like sitting with the fact that in that season, you're experiencing this discomfort because You want to make sure that your actions are aligning with the things you say you want, but sometimes you want to do something different because it feels good and it meets a need. And so there's like so many different things that's happening at one time. And I think that's probably another layer to why it's difficult for people to let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes (laughs) it's just like, this is better than nothing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, is yeah. it though? It's not. Because it's not. Here. Sorry, go ahead, Jasmine. No, no, I was going to say it's not. But just like that client, just like all of us, you are only viewing through the lens of your own experiences. Mm-hmm. That's going to be through childhood, adolescence, young adulthood. And that <laughs> America's face <laughs> through those lenses is how we develop how we see the world mm-hmm. and how I dare to say how you see yourself, mm-hmm. you know, through your own experiences and you have to build that resiliency up. Uh, but just like how we said earlier that you have to be aware of, I think those two things go hand in hand. And so if you're not aware of yourself first then you're just going to keep running into a wall right Mm -hmm. 
And you're right. Our childhood and those experiences are definitely going to impact how we show up as adults. But then the work there is challenging that. And so often we don't challenge Yes. Like, oh, well, this is what I saw. Or, oh, this is what I think I, this is what I, oh, I, mm, mm, mm. Because sometimes like it's just, we just subscribe to stuff because this is what we think we should. Mm -hmm. Right. And we got to remember that a lot of those core beliefs aren't even like our limiting beliefs aren't even what we actually believe to be true about ourselves, but they are things that we internalize messages, experiences, and all of that, that have come together and it creates this inner dialogue. And we will literally continue on these feedback loops of doing shit that's not good for us or that we don't really want to do because we don't take a second and say, hold on, is that true? Is it true that being with this dude that I only hear from at 2 a.m. is better than me? being by myself like is that true mm-hmm. but we just like oh okay well i want attention so i'm just gonna go for it or it feel good right. for the 30 seconds that it lasts so i'm just gonna deal That's... with it oh my god mm. oh not empty it's empty i'm sad that's okay i'll drink my water we should all hydrate <laughs> <laughs> let's do it because we definitely just said plenty of words. Plenty. Of I was going to say one time for the thirsty bitches out there. <laughs> and may you no longer be thirsty or stop. And may you be quenched at the end of this <laughs> May you cast. be full <laughs> and hydrated. And that's how I've been actually sending emails at work saying, I hope this email finds you hydrated and well. That's what I say. Because if you're hydrated, but you're not minding my business. I literally start all my emails with, I hope this email feels you well and hydrated. Look at us. Even though it was said to me one time and that person was being shady, but I was like, oh, this is perfect. And it's me. (laughs) I'm like, this is perfect. This is my new go-to. It is. Because I want you to be so busy hydrating. That you're not trying mm-hmm. to mind my business. Correct. Because being hydrated is a full-time job as quiet as a skip. It is. It is. Full-time job. And we all deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, I don't know. I feel like we should kind of go over some important steps to take mm-hmm. to cut the mm-hmm. shit off. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For me, I'm not going to mute you. I'm going to unfollow. Friend, Mm. romantic, like it's an unfollow for me (laughs) because I don't want to see anything. Like Mm -hmm. I don't care to know Mm -hmm. what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to that point, I also say like, friends if you know that there has been like a breakup in a friendship don't be sending people shit to them okay because maybe they unfollowed them for a reason period don't update me on nobody because <laughs> i don't care and don't update don't update right. nobody on me that part it's none of their business so yes okay. i unfollow i delete pictures and crop like if i look good in the picture <laughs> I'm just crop you Not out. you hitting them with the crop. 
Hit them with the Diddy crop, okay? <laughs> we love a good crop. Classic. We really and do. for me, something that I like to have my clients do, and they're always like, well, what should I do? I'm like, I'm not giving you directions. Right. But sometimes you do have to write letters to people mm-hmm. and say everything mm-hmm. that comes to mind. Mm-hmm good bad things you never said like whatever comes up for you you gotta get that shit out Mm -hmm. because too often are we just holding on to all this shit and don't want to talk about it with nobody and Mm -hmm. so we just walking around with shit yeah let it out Mm -hmm. for me that is so helpful Mm -hmm. and cutting that shit off what about y'all what are some important steps to take to let go of something for me it always comes back to allowing yourself to feel your feelings and allow yourself to feel all of them while also recognizing that feelings aren't facts and so we got to get we got to go deeper sometimes people will say oh well I'm so mad at him or them because of this and that and I will always say are you mad at them or are you mad at yourself is it them you need to forgive or do you need to forgive yourself Like what else is happening in this equation that's keeping you stuck in this feedback loop? Um, So I think that's really important. And then also really just being compassionate with yourself, even when you acknowledge that like, oh, I'm mad at myself. Okay, so like you have, you get to be upset with yourself. But then what does that mean? And then what are the things that you need to do to start to rebuild that self-trust that we sometimes lose when we're in these relationships? But I also want to say, because I didn't say this earlier and I thought about it and I was like, oh, I should have said this. Another reason why I think letting go is really hard is because it means that you are having to free yourself, free yourself from some part of your past. Right. And so these are things that have essentially made you, you or brought you to this current. How about it? Your identity, your identity. And so if I heal, right. And so am I, if I heal, who are you? And that's scary for people because when we do that, we understand that we are getting rid of that thing or those things, those people Mm-hmm. So that we can change who we are or where we are. And right. that is terrifying. Right. So right. a part of the feeling your feelings is also allowing yourself to grieve those past versions of yourself right. and then get to know who you are in this current space. And that's hard because for some reason, we don't want to do that. Yeah, it's a whole. It's a whole. Yeah. Damn. Because there's comfort in saying that that's who I am. Mm-hmm. right and that's, that's why people don't ever change that's just who i am i've yeah. always been this way okay so if you've always been that way that's sad but also it's a lie you haven't always been that way right. when i tell you that grinds my fucking mm-hmm. ear that's just how i am that's just how i've all no the fuck you haven't you've learned that somewhere that is right. a defense mechanism a coping skill, a survival instinct that you have picked up on that somebody has led you to believe is the right way to show up. That is not who you are. The same way you learn that, you can choose to learn something else. Oh, that's what I tell my my clients. Like, just like you do that, you can unlearn it. 
period. Right. It and takes it work to unlearn it. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. Just that. Like, it takes work. It's easier said than done. But mm-hmm. once you break down the fact that you learned how to be how you are now, then it's easier to wrap your mind around unlearning and reprogramming. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that stuck with me. Who am I if I heal? You know what I mean? Who was I before all the trauma? Before. Mm-hmm. You know, before the I... world put their stipulations on what box I need to fit in. Correct. Who right. was I before that? Mm-hmm. Damn. Hmm. <laughs> some, some yeah, words. I'm just, just <laughs> a word. Uh, just to piggyback off of all of that and, and in regards to letting go, I would just honestly practice, mind, practice mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're looking for a place to start, honestly, go on Amazon, type in mindfulness in the search bar and pick a workbook, pick a game, a coloring book, just something to like, get the ball rolling and then go seek therapy period and that's the mm-hmm. that's the whole point of this talk yeah <laughs> to seek therapy <laughs> at the end of it all at the end of the day motherfuckers need to seek therapy i'm motherfuckers i got the therapy i'm motherfuckers, <laughs> oh, I'm motherfuckers. i cannot and on that note <laughs> Uh, well, this has been a good one. <laughs> we was very deep in our back, like very deep in, in the Birkin. Mm, and so pulled about a storage. I know. And I know oh. that y'all got something good because I did. <laughs> we love to see it. Right. And so I just want to remind you that you can hike 10 miles in 101 degree weather. You can do CrossFit in 101 degree weather. You can drink kale juice in 101 degree weather. But if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy. So go on and seek therapy. Literally, we all need that shit, period. Mm. And I really want people to like stop saying like, oh, get therapy as like a insult like yes we all need to and when you go <laughs> go don't go because you think you're supposed to go and actively go when you're ready to do right. the work and you're ready mm-hmm. to be honest with yourself because mm-hmm. if you're not ready for that then ain't no work gonna be done Mm-mm. right because the main thing your therapist is gonna do is reflect all your shit back at mm-hmm. you. And if you are not ready to look at it, to really dissect it, you're going to leave upset. And then you're going to get on Twitter and you're going to try to mm-hmm. cuss out a therapist who also made you <laughs> right. upset. And then you're going right. to get her fired from her job because ultimately your ass needs to be in therapy. <laughs> right. <laughs> at the end of the day, quiet as cat. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so, Yes. Follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. Seek Therapy Podcast, Twitter, Seek Therapy Pod. And yeah, put your friends on because y'all know they, they need motherfucking therapy. Also, shout out to everybody on Instagram. Y'all are the reason why we did this episode today. Right. So thank y'all for voting. Mm-hmm. 
Yay. And shout out to yeah. America for using Nene Leaks. <laughs> I said what I said. Because <laughs> watch the story and I said because what I said. Do it. Go right. back and vote. And people went back and voted too. So it worked. And I love the oh. story. Yes. Nene always gets it done. Always. <laughs> She's a vibe. So she is. What was her tagline? Bloop. <laughs> Bloop. Bloop. <laughs> bling, bling. Bitches is mad. I love her. I really do. Who chopped the ghetto? <laughs> the ghetto. Ah, I just got a white refrigerator. Clip. I just oh. watched that clip. She said, oh, is that a white refrigerator? <laughs> Yo, we got to do like a social experiment about that because the minute she said that I remember like shit I got a white refrigerator oh I gotta get the hell out of here so uh-uh. shout out to Nene because now we got stainless steel and the blacks and the thing and dude, okay <laughs> shit <laughs> goodness me uh, I love y'all we could just be talking for hours but Janae is up so <laughs> we will see y'all next week and if you got anything from this seek some therapy (laughs) we'll see y'all next time bye